And in a very special edition of Person of Interest with me, Natalie Jones. What's going on, babes? Today, we are talking with Todd Graves. Yes. Todd Graves is the founder and CEO of Raising Kate's Chicken Fingers. I mean, I know I call myself the chicken finger queen of Cincinnati, but this man is the king of chicken fingers worldwide. He's an amazing man, bases all of his decisions off of the philosophy of just to be kind and to give back. And he's doing just that through serving the best chicken finger meals, all that one love you can handle. And in his latest venture, he has a TV series on Discovery Plus and also on the Cooking Channel. It's a show called Restaurant Recovery. He found businesses, restaurants that were going under during COVID times, and he decided he was going to save them and help them just by giving back. He did all this from the ground up. He hired the production crew. He hired everyone. He chose all of the restaurants that he went to to help, and he's a man just built on the of one love. I loved my conversation with him. I could have talked to him all day. He's on that chicken finger dream. This is my conversation with founder and CEO of Racing Cane's Chicken Fingers, Mr. Todd Graves. And check it out. You can find the latest episodes of Restaurant Recovery airing tonight on the Cooking Channel. Today is June 22nd. He's going to Las Vegas and to Houston, Texas. And all the episodes you can stream now on Discovery Plus. Hello. Hi, Todd. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for taking this time. It means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. The exposure means a lot for these good restaurant owners. So I appreciate it. Yeah, this is really cool. I must say, this is pretty cool. So let me introduce, introduce myself. My name is Natalie Jones. Um, I'm here in Cincinnati, and I am a proud Caniac and a member of y'all's team here in the regional and the tri-state area, and it's pretty cool. And I'm on the afternoon show on Q102 on the Freddie Mac and Nat show, and we talk about raising canes all the time. I'm the chicken finger queen. I know you're the king. I'm sure you have many queens, but in Cincinnati, I'm the chicken finger queen, I'd say. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. I um, I know you spent time in Alaska a long time ago, and I was there recently on vacation first time game-changing place, and the first place I stopped was Raising Cane's Anchorage, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was important for me to put that restaurant in Anchorage because, as you know, I went in commercial fish in Alaska to raise yeah. money for the first Raising Cane's, right, which home base was Anchorage, and from Anchorage went to King Salmon. It's like to Knack Alaska, and then worked that summer commercial fishing, uh, gill netting sockeye salmon the summer, and that, that money really helped me to open the first Raising Cane's. Yeah, which is cool. I love that story, that entrepreneurship spirit that you've had since – the beginning since forever, you know, so let's talk about, so welcome. And let's talk about restaurant recovery. Okay. This is pretty freaking cool. So I'm a big fan of everything that your business does and stands for um, from the beginning. And then when you came and you had this idea for this television show, which premiered in April, um, what was your, what was your thought process going on? Yeah. Well, when the pandemic, you know, swept across our country uh, Race of Kings actually did better because we have the drive-through format. We went up like 20% at some restaurants pre-pandemic levels. And, but it, 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 I didn't feel so good because I, that extra business was coming from these independent family-owned restaurants that didn't have drive-through. And I was watching them suffer with no business. I was watching them close. And look, I know how hard it is to be, be a small business. You know, I mean, like, like I commercial fished and worked in refineries to open my first Race of Kings. And that first year was so hard to keep the business open. So I had that perspective of how hard it is to do, and that, and also, too, is knowing that these small businesses don't have the same resources I do, 
with 600 restaurants, 35,000 crew members. So I knew I had to do something. I've, I've had a history in, in television and I can see the power of it. And so decided like an entrepreneur does, decided to do something about it and create a series called Restaurant Recovery, really highlighting what small businesses through restaurants go through. But the ultimate message is we need to support small business more. Yeah, and that's streaming on Discovery Plus right now. So when you – hold on, but first of all, you you say you have a history in TV, but what is that history? <laughs> you know what? I was one of the original uh, reality uh, uh, show uh, – I wouldn't say star, but uh, just uh, on it. Uh, I did a uh, – well, this is funny. So I actually did a one article for uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, and I didn't know what it was going to be called or what it was, but it was a cover story, but I was, I was mixed in with some other people. But it was called Young Millionaires, and so – which is cheesy, I know. But but anyway, so I think when these reality shows started, they would look up in Google and say, what's Young Millionaire? Somehow my name came up. So I got asked to be on, like, shows like uh, Gilligan's Island to be, like, the the millionaire – Thurston Howe turned it down, didn't really see the values in that. I got actually asked to be on The Bachelor, which was funny because I was married, you know, and I am still married, happily married. So my wife wasn't good with that one. Um, but then this one show came around called Secret Millionaire, and it was – they told me you're going to be able to highlight people and show their what they're doing for the community, and then you're going to be able to give them money to help the community. And this is after Hurricane Katrina. They said you'll be able to do it in Louisiana. We can't tell you where you're going, but you'll be able to help out. And so I did it, and then – what I saw through that was helping these people, one, when you when, when the public could see these people, what they were doing to help people and what they were doing to sacrifice, look, money flew in from all over the country to help their causes. So I was able to help, but then it really went up. And so that show taught me, and then so I did other shows. But the same thing, this, if you see what these restaurant owners go through, then you're going to think, hey, look, I like my chain. I like to go eat Raisin Cane's, but I got to remember that next time I'm hungry, go support those family-owned independent restaurants that don't have the ad budget Raisin Cane's has, doesn't have the big shiny signs and the, the best real estate going and all that. Think about them and shop them because we lose and we lose so much culture, character, diversity in our communities. Yeah. So I think that says a lot. Okay, so you said no to The Bachelor, but yes to helping communities. So, I mean, that just speaks volumes right there. Of music and like and what's going on for real and what and the the basis of what Racing Kings is based off of you know and also so when you go into these I just feel like I want to know exactly what you were thinking when you started this and what your plan was and also so this is a long question and also how long it took you to get it all together because the pandemic hit and I know here um, in Cincinnati we were we hit the ground running from day one doing Raising Cane stuff all through COVID. Raising Cane was number one. Mike here in Cincinnati was hands-on in the community. We did every day, making videos, getting out there. I, like, we did mm-hmm. a video every single day. I went to the drive studio. That's when we started doing the drive-through videos. And uh, we had so much fun doing it, too, by the way. <laughs> Well, it's awesome. You know, look, so the pandemic really hit, you know, middle of March, as we all remember. And, you know, it was one, stabilized my own business. We lost the dining room business. You know, um, some parents didn't want their kids working during COVID. So it was like, you know, adjusting with with our crew. You know, we also had to get bonuses for our crew, crew members that were working working so hard. So there's a lot I had to do with that. And while we're watching these other restaurants suffer, so I did things in the beginning like buy gift cards and get on and do social media and say, you know, you got to support these these small businesses, especially these restaurants that are suffering so much. But then it was like, we got we got to do something more. And that was when I decided to do the show and then hired a production company, literally hired everybody, then started a casting process, an application with the restaurants in all these communities. And I knew it could be 10 where Raising Cane's restaurants were. 
because uh, I could use my crew to help out. And then really started filming during the summer. So it was a really quick turnaround. Um, luckily, these people, these great people that I hired in production, there was no other filming going on. I think I had one of five crews all out of total of South of South, uh, Southern California. It was like that crazy to get it going. And we took all the, the, the safety protocols. I'm like, we're going to have to follow them stringent. I'm doing it in my restaurant so we can be safe doing this. And there wasn't a lot of other film crews going, but knock on wood, luckily we had, you know, no COVID scares. We kept it, kept it really well during it. And uh, look, the, the, the hardest thing was picking the restaurants because there were so many great restaurants that, that needed it and deserved it. But obviously they could only pick, you know, one in each of these communities. So what I tried to go for were, iconic restaurants that were super important to their community. You know, a lot of these were around for three generations. Like people grew up going there and then they bring their grandkids there, you know, kind of thing. And then secondly, I I picked ones that had a lot of personal sacrifice over the years, right? I mean, I had two different ladies, one from Phoenix and one from Houston, lost their husbands, you know, early on and had to support their families. And, you know, I mean, these personal sacrifices, I mean, look, I went in commercial fish Alaska, worked in refineries, but look, I didn't lose my level. You know, these people went through some really, uh, really hardships. And so I'm like, look, they just deserve to help get through this thing. Something they could never plan for, you know? So speaking of the women that, um, lost husbands, like Irma from Houston, Irma is famous. She did, Irma Gonzalez, she lost her husband uh, about 20 years ago. And also her restaurant is famous for its lemonade. Can you tell me if her lemonade or your, or, or your lemonade is better? Well, they're both, they're both amazing, I have to say, but like, they're just different because her lemonade has a little alcohol in it. And, you know, we don't do oh, that at Cane's. Oh, I didn't so, realize that. Okay. So I, I think it's like your Cane's lemonade during the day is one thing and then go to Irma's, you know, in the evening cocktail hour and then you have her lemonade with that little, that delicious, uh, alcohol in it. But yeah, look, just think about Irma, man. She lost her husband, was murdered mm-hmm. and she has to support her kids. The, 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 uh, the rest, the, the, I'm sorry, the furniture, uh, maker that she worked for across the street where Irma's is today, Closes down. She's like, what am I going to do to support my family? She goes across the street where this woman had this sandwich shop. She was closing up shop, and she took over that, added tacos, and makes it this incredible, iconic restaurant in Houston. But overnight, the the pandemic hits. Nobody's working, all the downtown workers. Nobody's in those high-rises, which is her her customers. Nobody's going to Minute Maid Stadium, which is right next door, to see the Astros games. That's not happening. And the convention center that's next door, too is uh, they're not doing any conventions, obviously. So her business drives up 100%. And it's like, what can you do to help her get through this period, uh, which is where I came with a fresh set of eyes and with my team and my extended team and had the resource to really be able to help her. And like you said, it's airing on, you know, Tuesday the 20, 22nd, uh, along with uh, a really another good episode in Vegas, another really strong woman, and she's amazing, that's Chef Nat, and you can watch what we did. We actually had to create a dining room in a parking garage, which sounds crazy, but we're able to do it with the team. It actually is a great dining space. So creative ideas like this really help people get through. So tell us about Eat. So Chef Nat Young, she seems pretty legendary. Yeah, I mean, she's just one of the coolest people you ever met. And then what I like her, the whole thing was, is that she wanted people uh, to feel like they belonged, right? And so she went away from the glitch. She was a chef on the strip at these major restaurants. But she really wanted to do a community restaurant in her area around downtown. Um, uh, Las Vegas, and she really wanted to hire people from the neighborhood. Chef Nally had um, alcohol and drug addiction really seriously, and she changed her life, said she was going to die. And then she's kind of a model for that for people and also model for these young people in her uh, her, her neighborhood 
um, that are underserved, to be honest with you, you know, but all great kids and she's a great role model for them. And she spends her life doing this and she's legit. So I've been a fan of hers and to be able to actually help her, which is hard for her to take that. You can see that emotion of her like, wow. And I don't know why I deserve this. And it's like with, with me and all the kids that she helps, it's like because of what you do for everybody else. It really touched me really, really did. Yeah. So what kind of package, how did you, when you go into each different restaurant, you set up a lot of people with, as so you paid off some debts and then you gave them, um, you went in and you changed the structure of the restaurant and then you also gave them grants moving forward. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, look, all restaurants, we had to do different things, but some of the common themes that I saw was, you know, these restaurants were predominantly dine-in restaurants, right? Well, then restrictions just took that business away or, or you know, started off and, little bit at a time, quarter of your restaurant full or half. And people understand restaurants make small margins or large volumes. And so you actually would lose money doing, you know, 50% capacity in a lot of cases, right, to be able to staff it and serve people and do. So extra, so two things. One, extra dining space was really important. So like in Chef Nat's case, it was literally to be able to expand um, expand the uh, the dining facility into a parking garage, which I thought was was going to be really hard to do, and it was, but we pulled it off. You know, that, or is it turn them into to-go machines, right? And so a lot of these restaurants we had to help that were, like I said, they love their dining business, but now it's like got to be good during this period of takeout. Uh, And so we help them with things which involves a lot of technology, like curbside delivery, mobile ordering, ordering on the websites, those sorts of things to be able to help them out, which, which it's a lot involved. But when you have a team like I do that's really good at it, we could do it. We did all these things in 48 hours. So, the, the helping with the debt and do these things. Yeah, every episode really was 48 hours. I didn't want to close longer than that. Plus, it added to the TV drama, right, to where it's like we really had to crank and get it done. We were able to do a little prep before, but most of it just happened right during that 48 hours. And then then continue to help them out afterwards. Wow. Are you going to Is there going to be a season two? You know, I don't know, man. So, I mean, like, originally this was a COVID response. And so, you know, it was it was to help people get through that period. But then – you know, when you give, you get more back. And it was like, really, these, all these folks are paying it forward to other people. So it felt good, you know? So I'm like, well, there's always gonna be a hurricane or fire or something to help out, you know, that's going to hurt, you know, good, hardworking people. And so maybe so my, my only holdback is it's a lot of work to do it right. So, you know, to pick and to plan and do, and I'm, I mean, I'm overwhelmed growing, raising canes with our gra- aggressive growth plan. So if I could fit it all in, we might do a second season. Wow. So you got the, all right, so 600 stores nation uh, worldwide now y'all are pretty international yeah i mean we, we got the we're, we're in the middle east learning a lot our restaurants do really well over there which is exciting but it took some time to get that and to work it out so i'm looking forward to to god willing going into you know um, some of the asian markets and europe markets and mm-hmm. european markets and the stretch out from there the key is not to grow too quickly uh you know and to make sure we keep the keep the quality and everything going because we've got a really aggressive growth plan in the united states but uh, like i said god willing we'll Hopefully someday be all over the world. Okay, can you tell me? I once heard that you don't like the coleslaw raisin canes. Is it okay that I say this right now? Is this true? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's no secret. You know, like I'm just not a small fan. You know, I mean, like I just am not into it. But uh, that's what I think is funny. Canes is you can trade out the slaw for either toast or extra fries or sauce. I do no slaw extra toast. That's my thing. And really, most of our customers don't get the slaw either. I don't know, maybe 20, 25% of our customers get the slaw, but everybody enjoys the trading out. So that's why I like it on the menu. For those that like the slaw, they say it's great. You know, I just, I I mean, I always try it for freshness and, I mean, literally regularly, but I'm just not a slaw fan. It's not my thing. Have you ever tried coleslaw on a sandwich? Yeah, I've I've tried it every way. Still doesn't get me. It's still good. I was going to (laughs) come off convincing. People love it. They love to put slaw on it. 
Okay, now I must say, you also, you've had Snoop Dogg, Shaquille O'Neal, and Nelly on, amongst plenty other famous friends that you have. And um, can you t- do you know that I've interviewed Nelly as well? And Nelly and I are, uh, Nelly and I are homies now. He was a pretty cool dude. <laughs> huh? How did you like working with those guys, and how did you get them involved? He's the best. Well, all of them are my friends, and so just look, throughout my life, my chicken finger adventures, I've come across some really interesting people and famous people, a whole bunch of them, because I think those people resonate. They, they they like raising canes. They love the food, and they heard the story, right? This guy, you know, worst green business planning class, went to Alaska, opened the restaurant, you know, anyway. So I meet people, but then the ones I resonate with, we've been able to stay friends. And so I, I really called out on my friends that I'm aligned to, right? And so, like, Snoop, when Snoop and I are together, we don't talk about his next hit coming out. We don't talk about that. We talk about, you know, how's his new grand, how's his grandkids doing? He's out, he's like, how are my kids? He knows them. How are your kids doing? We talk about business. We talk about community things, how we're giving back. Same with Nelly. <clears throat> Same with Shaq, who flew in from Atlanta to Baton Rouge to help out poor boy Lloyd's. Wow. here in Baton Rouge, and Rob Snyder the same way. You know, it's just yeah. all these people, Archie Manning, Michael Thompson, New Orleans, all these people are just good people. And so it was an easy ask. I mean, literally, because it's, it's very involved, them being involved and uh, their participation. But it's easy ask, immediate yes, and I'm, I'm here to help because all these people really like their community as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they want to come out and help. And, and, you know, interestingly enough, it's not just to bring them in to raise the people's spirits because, I mean, look, if you're down and out and you're stressed and knowing how you're going to support your daughters and Snoop Dogg drives into your dude drive-in outside, like, that's pretty epic, right? But not only did he raise their spirits, is he's put it on his social media, did all kinds of pictures and videos with people. 50 million people saw this, right? And they went to – then people go to – I mean, we'll go to uh, Chili John's because of that. And he also gave me great business advice. Like, if you watch the Shaquille O'Neal episode, you see how he hit really hard on marketing – and other things we need to do. He gave me really good ideas because people are all brilliant as well, right? And they care. So they gave me some real good business advice as well. What, were, what was one of the ideas that Shaquille O'Neal gave you? Well, I mean, look, mainly marketing, right? So he was able to get out of, you know, from Fred Taylor. Like, they never advertise, right? They've been downtown, and you're surrounded by the high-rises. Their older restaurant in downtown Baton Rouge, people know it, right? But he's like, man, Todd, I don't think he's advertised. I said, he's I'm going to say advertised talking before. I said, I don't think much. He's like, he got it out of me. Like, we, we've never done anything. So he's like, look, let's call our friends at Lamar and get a billboard campaign. And they did, right? We iHeartRadio. They literally went on. We did um, just radio uh, remotes. Uh, and then Shaq was like, look, look, Todd, you know, all the, not all this is, is paid for. You can get free marketing, do some social media moments. And then my team came up with working with the artists to do these, like, crawfish wings. And now everybody's taking pictures in front of it and doing hashtag Full Boy Lloyds. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, cool. Well, okay, can I ask you more about Raising Canes now? Why do you have an Elvis, and is it every single Raising Canes popping through on the wall? Yeah, I'm just a big Elvis fan, and so, like, the first restaurant, I asked one of our people, I was like, man, we need to get a Velvet Elvis in here, because I always thought they're iconic and cool, right? And it's kind of like a little hangout place, the first one. And so one of my guys told me, oh, yeah, 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 I know, I know where there's a Velvet Elvis. I'm like, you do? Yeah, I'll go get it. Well, he went to the mall. And came back with a towel, a black towel, Elvis. I was like, "This is called a towel, man." And uh, we laughed about it. We had to frame it. Well, we had time to to, to find a Velvet Elvis. So the, the towel hangs in the first one, and we get we have special artists that paint Velvet Elvises for all our other locations for good luck. That's awesome. It all started on a towel. Well, that's so. What's your favorite <laughs> Elvis song? Uh man, you know, a little less talk, little little less talk, a little more uh, conversation is a. Uh, is kind of my favorite, but I mean, I like them all. Actually, for Father's Day yesterday, the kids surprised me with this 
um, jailhouse rock golden record that was given to the colonel and I was like, oh. I treasure this stuff, you know. And so I got Elvis's original pair of glasses that had the the holes down the side, the Elvis gold Elvis Presley in the front. I mean, the glasses. I got the glasses. Um, oh my gosh, do you ever wear them? Yeah, well, I mean, they mostly stay in the safe, uh, but every once in a while I'll pull them out. Uh, Elvis's, they, they stretch a little bit because Elvis's head was smaller than mine. Uh, he's no a little, little smaller than big old Tidy Boy, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. And like, like Priscilla took these, um, took these glasses and took pictures with them with all these major celebrities. So it's really neat to have that. But someday I'm going to donate all this stuff to the museum, you know, so, uh, people can, everybody can enjoy them. Did you think your life would be like this when you were starting out, when you were in high school writing your first business plan? Yeah, no, 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 not at all. You know, I mean, I, I just wanted one restaurant, Lower Gates and LSU, wanted a place to hire college students. Cause I mean, I was one basically. I just got out of school, right? It was a college business planning dream. And I wanted to serve college students and have a cool place to people to work and then come and do and then kind of give back to the LSU community. And then, you know, just as you grow, you've kind of find your purpose, right? I did my second one on the other side of campus, start feeding other people. And then you start seeing how you can affect people through your own business, through values they learn there, but also growth opportunities. And then you see we can start giving back. And so at some point I realized this is my purpose. You know, God made me good at chicken fingers to grow to help people. So, uh, no, never would have had an idea, but it's great when things unfold for you. So you, um, your, fa- your father, happy Father's Day. Thank you. And um, what is some of the best advice you give your kids? Best advice I could give my kids? I mean, look, so we just kind of grew up a little bit different life, right? Like being chicken finger famous and then, then our business does well financially. It's to really stay grounded and be like, look, I didn't have these things when I was younger and I was never exposed to it. And so it's really explaining where we are, but what really is our purpose and the purpose of this business and what I want to do is to help people. And so both my kids are, are they work in the business part time. You know, they're also students. And they like it and they be around it. I, if they want to go in the business, I think that's great. If they don't, I think that's great too. But it's just to be like, hey, look, you know, the most important things in life is to be kind. Be kind, be kind, be kind, right? And then to really help others that might not be in the position that you're in. Now, look, have fun, live your life, enjoy your life and things like that. But we really are in a different position. We're very fortunate. And I think they've done a real good job of understanding that. Um, you know, as they're, they're young men and women, you know, and, 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 and really taking that in stride and really working hard. They see me working hard all the time. They see their mother working hard all the time for this business and for people. So I just want to keep that going. So that's, that's kind of just what we always expose them to. So did you have, while you were, um, filming this, this show where your, your kids involved? Cause I listened to your podcast with Theo Vaughn. How is that dude? <laughs> And you He's hilarious. That you brought your son with you, so you got to meet him. Do they get to come along with you when you're working all over the place often? So, so no, because so so not in the beginning of the season because of COVID protocols. So literally, we had to keep it so right. But look, because if you, if somebody gets COVID or something goes on during that time, like you have to shut the whole production down. And then these people's restaurants are depending on it was going. But towards the end, when we started having everything right. Um, the LA episode, my kids came and watched from afar because I really wanted to see how this production goes and what it really is. So, you know, they had to do the COVID test and all that stuff, but they watched the last couple episodes they did. If not, if it wasn't a COVID thing, they would have come during the summer when they were out of school to all of them. Um, but yeah, so they got to see what this is about. And look, they got to watch me do the editing and they got to watch me, uh, actually pick cast me you know, the restaurants we chose. So it's just good exposure, right? And my kids are going with me. I'm going to, uh, Dallas on Wednesday morning, two days of meetings. They want to come and be exposed to me. Muhammad Al Shia, my partner from the East is coming in. We're going to our whole business review. These are just good things for them to see and be around. You know, it's, it's their summer job, right? And so they're, yeah. they're around it. 
That's a pretty cool summer job. Well, wait, so you're involved in the editing process and in the choosing process of people. So you're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked every one. Of, I picked every one of the restaurants. Absolutely, it was a very personal thing to me. And then yeah, with editing, I mean, we had a great production team. They're editing it down, but it had to be like I had to watch the edits and feel good about the edits and mm-hmm. watch all this all the stuff with it. So yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, how many times do you cry in this season? <laughs> Quite a few, man. It's uh, everyone has its own tear jerking moments, and uh, when you really just see what what these people's emotions are going through, it's 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 pretty emotional. So, what can people look forward to for June twenty second's episode of Las Vegas? Well, yeah, I mean, look, uh, look, Vegas and Houston episodes on uh, June twenty second. It's going to air on uh, the Cooking Channel primetime uh, early, and then again late that night. Um, it's just some really strong women and, uh, and, and how hard they've worked and, and just really, you'll see how great they are. I had some interesting, you know, restaurant ideas for, uh, for their business, but that's really not what's the highlight, but highlight is just seeing how, how great they are. They're very inspiring people. And on our 628 episode, uh, with New Orleans and Phoenix, we got, uh, the Domelis family who's been doing business for over a hundred years, uh, third generation, uh, in this, this amazing house in, in, the, in uptown New Orleans and Michael Thomas and, and uh, Archie Manning come to help out with me on that episode as well. And then Phoenix, another strong woman, uh, Farah is just an amazing woman, uh, Pakistani lady who has some of the best Pakistani Indian food I've ever had. Uh, but, uh, we do some things to help her, their business too. So anyway, wonderful episodes and great people. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. And can you tell me, what was it like to be in Las Vegas during COVID times? You know, Las Vegas was a ghost town when I was there. It was very yeah, eerie. Right you know? It's not the town not to have people in. And so, like, walking yeah. the streets and Las Vegas Boulevard, the Strip, and to not have hardly any people and walk under downtown where they have all this stuff set up for people and look around and nobody's there, man. It just makes you realize our economy is very fragile and things aren't going and people can't get out there. Yeah. Yeah, life is fragile, you know. Do what you want to Absolutely. do, you know, give back as much as you can. Where were the um where were the waterfalls going when you were there? Just out of curiosity. The oh, oh, you know what? I didn't check it. No, no, they shut down. You talk about the uh, the uh, fountains? Yeah, just like all yeah, the fountains like Yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Shut down, man. I mean, like literally no fountains. No, cuz I guess they're saving power, right? But no, even that, none of that was stuff was going on. Really weird. Crazy. All right, Todd, this is wonderful. It's been it really is so I feel like we hit the ground running on this, but this is, it's been really, really great to meet you. I really, as soon as I started working with Grayson Canes, just been doing all the research and I re- really admire everything that you've done and have done and continue to do. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is a purposeful company. We call it Work with a Sense of Purpose. And look, I'm just the leader of it. We have 35,000 people that care that make it a great place. So uh, it's my purpose. It's what I was supposed to do. And um, But it all goes back to about people. Look, and plus, I have a great life. I, I, everything's gone great because of the work with it. But, uh, but really, it's about people. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you very much. And thank you for ma- making amazing, uh, amazing chicken fingers. I now get texts and phone calls and Instagram messages and tags from people that I know all over the country who eat Raisin Cane's. And every time they do, they send me a photo. I'm like, (laughs) all right, let's go. And we cut off on a high note, which is amazing because Todd Graves, everybody, founder and CEO of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers and all that one love. And he legit does everything and bases all of his decisions off of just being kind, bringing joy to the world and giving back. 
and it has brought him so much success and so much happiness. The man just looks really happy. Video to follow. If you want to see it, um, if you want to stream Restaurant Recovery, you can stream it right now on Discovery Plus. And also new episodes launching tonight on the Cooking Channel and everything else you need at RacingCanes.com, babes. Much for listening. Google Todd Grace if you want to hear any more about him as well. And also like, subscribe, share, do all those things. And um, whatever it is you do today, make yourself proud. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I will see you next time.